Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. We have a very special return repeat <laughs> guest today. Ari Taubleib is a vice president and partner at Root Financial and works very, very closely with me and all of our clients. So excited to have him back on the podcast. Ari, welcome back. As always, my pleasure. Uh, popular demand said, get Ari back. So <laughs> popular demand is there. We're getting Ari back. So we're excited for this episode because Ari and I, as I mentioned, we talk, we not just talk, we work very closely. Every single day we're talking and we're always talking about what is it that brings the most success to clients? How can we most effectively deliver the solutions we talk about to not just get someone to retirement, but really to transform their lives in a way of how can you use your money for what it was meant to be used for? How can you alleviate the burden of it? How can you create that peace of mind and quality of life? And there are some financial things. And there's some non-financial things. So Ari, thought it'd be best if we could chat through some of those. What are those things that you can start thinking about to be ready for retirement? Absolutely. And so that's really the bulk of what we do. And what we want to do is give you all a framework of what can you really think about? You know, what are the five best tips to go, great, what can I do to start understanding what I need to do to retire? And whether that's a few years from now, whether you're going, hey, Ari, I'm thinking about that differently now that the market's doing this, or you know what, with tax strategy, or just whatever's on the top of your mind, that retirement can be quickly overwhelming because there's so many moving pieces to this. So James and I want to put our heads together and go, hey, what are the five most important things to think through when it comes to preparing for retirement? Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, we all just want to know we're going to be okay with what's happening in the market, with potential tax changes, with inflation, with, am I going to be okay? You know, it's a really scary leap to leave that job where I'm getting a salary and every two weeks that just money sitting in my bank account. Am I going to be okay if I take the leap and don't do that? And the answer for a lot of people is yes, if you have the right plan and you have the right strategy in place. And so today we're going to go over what are five of those tips to make sure that you're on track for retirement and let's kick it off. What is that first thing that you see, Ari, from your end as people are planning for retirement, that number one tip? Let's kick it off. And that number one tip is really a question, which we often ask our clients, which is, what are you sacrificing today? And people often will be like, well, what do you mean by that? And, and what we mean is, what if you could retire today? Would you? And you might go, yeah, I'd love it. That that I just, the idea of retiring today, that's amazing. But then you might go, well, you know what? Now that I've got all these different moving pieces in my life, I want to retire, but do I really have the pieces to make it happen? And so that could be from a, hey, do I have that right, call it number to retire? Because one of the future tips is we're going to talk about, hey, is there even a number that you need to retire? Is it a number or is it really replacing your income? And so all of these different tips that we're going to be talking about today relate to this big one. And that's why we start with this, which is what are you sacrificing today? If you are going to work and you love what you do, great, keep doing it. We're not saying stop. But if you feel that you are sacrificing time with family, if you feel you're sacrificing some of the best years of your life, if you feel there's anything that you are sacrificing, 
Well, we just want to understand when are we in a position where we no longer have to do that? And really, how can we add that peace of mind? And we do so by going through these four other tips that we're going to be talking about. But we start high level by going, what are you sacrificing today? What if you could retire? How would you feel? What is really most important to you? And how do we align your money so that you can do more of that? Yeah. And that's, we asked that whether someone can retire or can't retire, we like that question regardless. What, what if, you know, what if you could, and the reason for it is we often, all of us, we have a tendency to, I don't want to say get stuck in a rut, but we have a tendency to go through the motion sometimes. And as we're doing that, we're not being intentional about it. And so it's go to work, earn, save money, weekend, Monday comes, go to work, earn, save money, weekend. And it's just that cycle. And if we never get intentional about breaking that cycle, the sacrificing, where do you sacrifice? And it really comes down to opportunity costs, which is typically thought of from an investment standpoint. And if I have a dollar that I could invest here, but I missed out on that investment, well, the opportunity cost is what growth could you have experienced? Well, that same thing happens with relationships. That same thing happens with family. That same thing happens with experiences of at some point, if you keep going through the motions and keep going to work well past the time that you could have retired, it's not just that the goal is retirement, it's that the goal is the time with family, the time with friends, the time with experiences or to do those things that are going to create experiences. And when you look at that, at that opportunity cost, what are you sacrificing? What's it costing you in terms of missed time with family or missed experiences? Not just missed experiences, but missed experiences when you have your health, missed experiences yeah. when you have the financial ability to do some of these things. Um, it's a really powerful place to start of understanding what would retirement look like. So I, I like that we start there. I think it starts to frame things differently for people as they're looking at their retirement. And then as we look at the second point, you know, once we've done that, where do you go from there? Yeah. Absolutely. So where we go from there is, are you ready to retire? Now, that's an emotional question, and it's also a financial question. Meaning, when it comes to, do you have enough to retire? Some people will think, do I need a million dollars? Do I need two million? Do I need five? How much do I need? And we'll tell people that you might need zero dollars. They'll go, Ari, that makes no sense at all. I need to be able to make sure I never run out of money. And we'll say, well, if you have a very healthy pension and you have social security and you have rental income, well, then right off the bat, you might not need a dollar in your portfolio. What you need is to replace your income. And so how do we make sure that you are structured from an investment perspective, from a, hey, are we utilizing the right strategies? How do we make sure we have that comprehensive approach to be able to retire financially? And Sometimes people will say, well, Ari, I know the numbers say I can retire, but that spreadsheet's not giving me the confidence to do so. So question number two to really think through and really tip number two is, are you really ready to retire both financially and emotionally? And an exercise that I'll do with clients is really close your eyes, pretend it's 930 in the morning on a Tuesday. What are you doing? And they'll be like, all right, I've, I've thought about it, but I haven't really thought about, and there's only so much golf you can play. There's only so much that you can do. And, and they might go, you know what? Some people will tell me, Ari, I've thought about that and I've already got a list and I've got these hobbies that I've been putting off and I've been waiting to do these things and I'm ready to do it. And other people will be like, Ari, I've thought about it, but I can see their head spinning going, well, they haven't really thought about it. Meaning there's almost some nervousness coming to that. And what I love you talk about so much is it's not as if it's a light switch that you can just flip and then all of a sudden you're a different person in retirement. So um, I love the way personally you talk about mindset shifts in retirement. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, we talk about identity and, and yes, we're financial planners and yes, we help people invest their money and save on taxes and create income. 
But at the end of the day, so what if you retire and you're miserable because you never thought about what you want that to look like? So no, we're not, the, you know, we're not Tony Robbins here coming in and saying, let's change your life and do all this crazy stuff. But we are here saying, let's be intentional about what you want life to look like. So often it's just the awareness that something needs to change is the first step into creating that change. And like your, your question, Hey, it's nine 30 on a Tuesday morning. What are you doing? Uh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's okay. I don't either, but let's start working through that. Let's start having those conversations. Do you find Ari, as you're talking to people, cause it can be overwhelming to think, Oh my gosh, I have to have my day planned out week planned out month planned out. Are most people mm-hmm. like, Hey, 8am I'm doing this 10am I'm doing this 12pm I'm doing this. I'm taking three and a half vacations every year. I'm, are people that way? Are people like, I don't know. I just kind of want to tr- maybe travel a little bit, play golf a little bit. What do you see? Yeah, great question. No one ever has it exact. No one ever has it mapped out. And we don't even want them to because we tell them, look, even if you had it absolutely mapped out to the minute, we'd say things are going to change. And, and one example we'll illustrate is the market right now. The market is obviously down. It's been a tough year in the markets. And people go, how does this impact your retirement? And we'll tell them, well, the market's actually going to go down even when you are retired. So although it's not fun, how does this relate to your overall strategy? So bringing that back to oh my gosh, what am I going to do at Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning? Well, we don't want people to have it exactly, no one ever does have it exactly dialed in, but we want them to start thinking about it and go, okay, really think through, is that a hobby that you really could see yourself doing every day? Or is that more of, hey, I've always wanted to put this off, but once I finish that project, I don't really see myself doing it. So to answer the question directly, we really want people to just start thinking about it and to go, you don't have to have it exact. Some people will say, hey, I want to be able to spend $6,000 a month in retirement. And then they'll say, hey, Ari, but I also heard James talk about that retirement smile. And so with that, um, I know I'm not going to spend 6000 every month, but how does that impact the plan? And we'll show them. We'll go through a process and we'll say, great. So assuming you have your energy and health and you want to spend more and do more, wonderful. We'll actually encourage that. And then maybe in the latter years of your life, you say, you know what, Ari, I want to give more. I have this legacy goal. So it's never about having it exact, but really to start thinking about it. Exactly. And what we'll encourage people to do more than what exactly are you doing? Because who knows, like you're saying is what are your values? You know, what's most important to you? I want to spend time with family. Great. I want to volunteer a lot. Great. You know, what high level, what do you want to prioritize? That could be health. That could be family. That could be uh, leisure. That could be activities. That could be faith. That could be a number of different things. And starting there is really the first step is, okay, let's get our priorities in order. Then we can work through, practically speaking, what does that look like? And again, the goal is not to create the perfect day-by-day, week-by-week, year-by-year plan for exactly what you're going to do. But very few people spend any time thinking about this because the goal just becomes, okay, I'm just going to retire and then the grass must be greener on the other side. And it's, it's greener for a little bit because a lot of people, it's nice to be able to step away. But then that grass really quickly stops becoming green if they haven't really (laughs) spent the time to think through what that looks like. So, yes, are you ready to retire both financially? And as you mentioned, there's not a one size fits all number. It's not, oh, you need it. You know, everyone needs a million dollars in their portfolio to retire. No, everyone needs a plan to retire. How are you going to generate the income you need to support what you want to do? But then also, what do you want to do? Not what your neighbor wants to do, not what your brother-in-law wants to do, not what you think you're supposed to do, but what do you actually want to do? So having those two things. 
So let's let's Absolutely. assume I'm that's me, and I say, okay, Ari, I know I know how much I need. You've helped me. Thank you. By the way, work through. Here's how much <laughs> I need in my portfolio to retire by this age. I know what uh, what I want to do. At least I know what my values are. I'm still a few years out, though. What's my next step? What's step number three? Step number three is let's really get into the weeds of it and go, how much do you need to save? And I think the best way to go through this is actually with an example. So an example that I have prepared is really, let's determine you want $2 million. Not not looking at taxes or it just, let's just start high $2 million dollars meaning assume. what? That's that's what my portfolio needs to look like for me to say it, I can go ahead and retire. Exactly. You're, you've determined, right. you've gone through a process, $2 million is what you need to make sure you can meet expenses and not just be okay, but really be excited in retirement. We don't want to go through this and go, great, that just lets us put food on the table and gas, but no, $2 million is what you need to meet your expenses. So if you need $2 million to retire at age 60, and I'm going to pretend today you're 52 and that you have $1.4 million in your portfolio, well, you very well may determine that you want to keep saving to reach that $2 million goal as quickly as possible. Or, and this is where we invite clients to think differently, you may want to look at that and say, well, what if you completely stopped saving today? And people will say, oh my gosh, that sounds that sounds crazy. Or I need to be able to reach my goal. Why would I stop? We'll say, Why well, are you a financial planner telling me to stop saving? That's insane. Yeah, you're the worst financial planner ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll tell them, if you stop saving and you have want to be able to have $2 million. Well, five years until retirement, you want $2 million at age 60. Well, you would need to get a return of 4.6% per year to have $2 million at age 60. Now, why is that so wild? Well, the example that I love that you talk about is when you're early on in your career, and let's assume you have $10,000, then I promise I'll connect it back. Well, a 10% return on that $10,000, that's $1,000. And so by doing that, yeah, it certainly helps because 10%, well, $1,000, okay, it's a good amount of money on that $10,000. Now, what we look at though, is let's assume you have a million dollars. Well, a 10% return on that is $100,000. So what you can see here is that because you've saved and invested well, and assuming that this is you here, James, in this scenario, wonderful, great job. Now let's really make sure your investments are dialed in. And the last thing we want is for you, and this goes back to sacrificing, sacrificing quality of life today unnecessarily, even if you still want to be able to retire. We're not saying let's not be on track. We're saying, yes, let's be on track, but let's not sacrifice what's most important. And adding new dollars, although can certainly help you financially, it's not going to hurt you financially to be able to keep maxing out your 401k. It's not going to hurt you financially to say, yes, let's have a separate brokerage account. It certainly won't hurt you on the financial end, but it might do something much greater, which is that it hurts you in the sense that what did we sacrifice to be able to do that? And that's right. why we talk so much about how do we make sure we're getting the right return? How do we make sure our investments are aligned properly? Because that can be so much more powerful than new contributions. Yep. To to me, the two most important things for people to people who are in this situation of hey, they've done a good job saving, they've done a good job investing, they're in their peak earning years, are thinking about retirement. The the two most important concepts to understand to me are opportunity costs, which we discussed. Of hey, at some point you're not going to get these years back, so let's 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 be mindful of that. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't be saving or can't save, but just understand that every dollar you save, every dollar you invest, is just a general principle. That means $1 that you can't spend today to create those memories or do those things. The second principle is that principle of compounding, to your point. Okay, compounding, it doesn't, it's, it's magic when you look at what it can do, but it doesn't show up until the back end. 
You know, when you're first getting started and you're investing your first thousand, your first 10,000, your first hundred thousand even, it's, it's cool to see your money growing, but it's not life-changing. Well, on the latter end, when you've done the work up front, when you've been saving and investing for 20, 30 plus years, that's where compounding is really powerful to your point, Ari, of geez, 10% growth. And we're just using 10%. Obviously, you're not going to get 10% every single year, but just as an example, on a million dollars, that's $100,000 of just growth. On $2 million, that's $200,000 of just growth, meaning your portfolio is doing the legwork, which puts less pressure on you, which that gives you some important things to know of, okay, if I have these dollars and I can save them or I can spend them, why is that so important to know that? Why is it so important to understand that power of compounding there in those years when you already have a sizable portfolio? It's just so important, and just reiterating it, it is just so important because we don't want you to feel that there are trips that you should not take today. And it's not as if retirement happens and, oh my gosh, I'm a different person. It's, it's no, how can you start practicing retirement? Yes. Which really to point number four here, James, is a work alternative. And what I mean by that is it doesn't make sense for everyone, but I want everyone to think about it. Some people go, Ari, when I'm done working and whenever that is, I want to be done. I've worked hard. I've saved. I've invested well. I want to be done. Other people go, well, I I could see myself, but there is some part-time income that, you know, whether I have to do it financially, I don't want to rely on it. But yeah, I've always wanted to do this one job or there's this one fun thing I could do. Um, And if that's you or you even want to think about, hey, I don't love what I do, but there's this other job that it pays less, but maybe you do it for more years. Well, if that's the case, taking that part-time income and almost doing a, a call it a part-time retirement where it's an easy way in. It's not as if, hey, I'm, I'm done on this date. Well, it can certainly be helpful. And from a planning perspective, too many people, just in my opinion, don't look at the fact that if they retired earlier and they took a job that paid less, but their enjoyment was so much more and they did it for more years, well, it would actually be a net higher financial benefit and Maybe it preserves your health so much more along the way. Maybe you can do more of the things you want to do. So the idea of taking on part-time income, so many people go, well, it's so much less than I would make today. And I'll say, yes, but if we do it for more years and you enjoy it, what's that worth? Yeah. There's there's a couple, a client that's coming to mind as we're talking about that. I'm going to call them Tom <laughs> and Sally. And Tom and Sally, they, they're paramedics, which is a demanding job. They make good money. They're working a lot of overtime. There's a lot of work. But what's happening is they're making really high income, but they're just getting beat up. And, you know, they're, they're in their early 60s and they're thinking, geez, we can only take so much more of this until we have to retire because we just can't take it anymore. But they don't, they, they're in this catch 22 of we want to keep working, we want to keep saving, but we don't feel as if we're in a position to retire quite yet. And we looked at it, we said, look, let, let's, what's the longest you could keep going at this pace? They said, geez, maybe a year. You know, it's just not sustainable. They're just, mm-hmm. it's just taking its toll. I said, okay, what what about this? What if you went part-time, not even part-time, but what if you started teaching what you do as opposed to doing the physically demanding parts of it? Because that's something that they do on the side. I said, oh, well, if we taught, we could probably easily do that three, four, five more years. We would bring in enough income to meet our expenses, but we wouldn't be able to save aggressively to our 401ks or save aggressively to pay down our mortgage like we are right now. Well, I said, well, let's look at it. Let's look at one scenario where you work and earn a really high income for one more year and then retire versus the other scenario where you turn in your two weeks tomorrow, you work on a much more part-time, much easier basis, but you do that for four or five years. And it wasn't like the first scenario was uh, 
better financially because they had so much more. It was far worse financially because what was happening mm-hmm. was, yes, they did a lot of saving, a lot of aggressive saving in that one more year, but then they retired and started living on that money versus in the second scenario, they took a step back, their income covered their needs, but allowed their portfolio to keep growing back to that principle of compounding, which far outpaced any new contributions they could make on their own. And so understanding that of intensity of work, meaning how much you earn, but the toll it takes on you is less important than longevity of work of how many more can you keep more years? Can you keep doing this? Even if it's not at the same high income. So I think that's a great point that we, of course, encourage a lot of people to consider um, what would that look like if needed and if it would bring enjoyment. Yeah, I love that. And I know exactly that the, the Tom and Sally's of the world might be listening to this going, hey, I've thought about that, but I didn't really didn't know if that would work for my plan. And so we encourage you to, to, whether it's with us or another firm, go through a planning process, understand and create that peace of mind because you might go through that process and determine that, wow, all of a sudden, the idea that I could work part time and have so much more time and freedom and health might be very attractive. And you might go, you know what, actually doesn't make most sense for my situation because of X, Y, Z. So this is really just for you to understand how can you create really a defined life, which is point number five, which is what is a successful life to you? And this really hit me in a a recent meeting that we did together when a client was talking about how they can maximize their return on their investment and tax strategy. And hey, we need an estate plan and all these great financial tools that of course we love nerding out over. But we also want to reframe to understand, hey, what is a successful life? And you shared the example of, hey, when you're on your deathbed, you don't look back and go, oh my gosh, my average rate of return over the course of my lifetime was 9.64%. Or this Roth conversion strategy allowed me to save over a million dollars because of, yes, those are great things, but that's not what a successful life is. So um, I love when you talk about what a successful life is and how people can think about how that really relates to their overall plan. Yeah, exactly. And one thing you do really, you talk about this on your podcast, the Early Retirement Podcasts, which by the way, everyone listening, go subscribe to the Early Retirement Podcast (laughs) with Ari Taubleib. But that's exactly it. As there's, we have this tendency to view life in two stages, retirement and pre-retirement and all the fun stuff we're going to do in the retirement phase because we got time and money and all the, you know, the saving and the investing and the deferred gratification We're going to do that in the pre-retirement phase. And we could not be so opposed to that or not be more opposed to that. It is, it's, it's just kind of what we think makes sense. But if you look at money and the purpose of money, it's how do we use this to live an aligned life? An aligned life goes back to what are your values? Time with family, time with friends, activities that you care about, um, things that you do in your community, things that you do for volunteers. So what, what does success look like for you? To your point, Ari, if you're on your deathbed, yeah, it's cool that you got some tax savings done with a good Roth conversion strategy. It's cool that you got a good rate of return. But if that's all you got and you're looking back and say, oh, well, I did that at the expense of spending more on that really amazing trip that I could have taken or spending more to you know, help be near or closer to family or friends, well, then we've missed the whole point here. So let an aligned life be the goal, not just get to retirement as fast as possible, be the goal, but start, start living into retirement even before you're actually there. Love that. Um, okay. From here, James, to just summarize the five tips. And I do have a few bonus tips for the listeners. Yes. Let's do that, please. 
Awesome. So number one, once again, what are you sacrificing today? What if you could retire today? How would you feel? Is there anything that you feel, hey, I'd love to be able to do this, but I'm just pushing it off. So what are you sacrificing? Number two is, are you ready to retire, both financially and emotionally? Number three, determine how much you need for retirement. It's not always a number. It's really, hey, how do we make sure we replace our income? Oftentimes, investments can play a role in that, but it doesn't always fully have to take that burden. Sometimes there's other income sources. Number four is work alternatives. What if you did part-time income? Could that help supplement, in fact, enhance your overall retirement, which once again, doesn't have to begin at X date. Um, And then lastly is define what a successful life looks like to you. It's going to be different than James and I, and fortunately, we have the pleasure of hearing all of these different perspectives, so we get to share that with you all. So those are the five things that we walked through today. I do have a few bonus tips I want people to think about, bonus James, okay, tips. if I Let's go through this. Of course. Okay. Uh, Everyone loves number a good bonus. One, everyone loves a good bonus. Number one is... With investments, really, these are what I call the additional considerations. So those are the five main talking points, but I want you to at least have a few things that you can go, great, what can I really take and start implementing? Well, number one is investing. How are you invested today? Is your portfolio set up to weather the downturns that are happening today, but also still get the growth that you need over time? Um, Number two is tax strategy. Are you looking actively at your tax plan going, what am I doing not just to save taxes today, but the course of your lifetime? How do we minimize our lifetime tax liability? Um, Another bonus tip is life expectancy. This is one of those conversations that can be difficult, but it's one of the things that we view as so valuable in our job, which is what's health like in your family? And some people will say, well, it's a tough conversation, but our reality is, is I have this medical condition or I have this other thing going on in my life. And because of that, you know, I don't expect to live, call it into my nineties. Maybe it's in my eighties and they'll, they'll feel sad. And we'll say, well, it, it's certainly a tough conversation, but because of that, it means we don't need our portfolio or our income sources to potentially last as long, meaning to make it on a little bit of a lighter note, can we spend more, do more, travel more, give more while we're here? We want to encourage that. Um, and then lastly, legacy goals. Is there you know, a college that you say, you know, I'd love to be able to start this scholarship fund? Or is there that one, and there's clients that are coming to mind right now, James, um, that are like, you know, I've always wanted to be able to help this one organization and, and be able to do that one thing. So really, in terms of legacy goals, what is it that you want to do? And, and at the end of the day, what I love you talk about is money's a tool. So how can we use it to best accomplish what we care about most? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, as we're talking about this, the whole key is how do we view life holistically? How do we view life intentionally, not just, uh, oh, I'm supposed to save today, supposed to defer today, supposed to not give into gratification today to prepare for the future. And the reality is that is the case for some people. Like if you're undersaved or if you haven't gotten yep. there yet, 100%. Well, keep saving, keep growing, but look through the lens of doing what you're doing intentionally to have that balanced life of preparing for the future, but also living today. And I appreciate you being on already to share these tips to help people do that better. So before we wrap, where can people find you? Where, where can people go to see more of you? Absolutely. Thanks, James. And and this is my favorite retirement podcast for all of you that are listening that this is truly my favorite podcast where I always take different tips and strategies that we get to use with clients. So I'm glad that people are listening to the Ready for Retirement podcast and the reviews speak for themselves. So people can find me at the Early Retirement podcast. And why do I call it Early Retirement? Well, it's really financial freedom. I just want you to know when are you in a position where work is now optional. If you love what you do, great, keep doing it. If you go, hey, I don't love what I do, 
when are you in a position just to understand when work really becomes optional? So I share tips and strategies to help people retire early. And there are tips in there about, great, how can I make sure I never run out of money? What are the withdrawal strategies? But also talk on what I feel people don't talk so much about, which is when should you stop working? When should you stop saving? So I have that podcast, the early retirement podcast. And then I'm also on YouTube, like yourself, like our our company, because sometimes it's easier to follow along visually to say, oh, those are the numbers that you're talking about. And if you're listening to this and you're on a commute, wonderful. Um, but please know that both myself and James, we're on YouTube. So feel free, always check that out. I know sometimes that can be more helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone, I do encourage you. Those are great resources. Early retirement uh, on YouTube, Root Financial also on YouTube, and then Early Retirement Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Ari, Vice President, Partner at Root Financial. Thanks so much for coming on. Always. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.